Life is full of personal wins. Whether it's cleaning your house, getting that dream car, or checking off your to-do list, winning at life is a great feeling. And with the State Farm Personal Price Plan, you can keep winning when you create an affordable price just for you by bundling home and auto. So give yourself a round of applause. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with a personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. Most weight loss plans are one size fits all, not taking into account each person's individual needs. Noom is built for your psychology and your biology, meeting you where you are. Noom Weight uses psychology. That's why they say losing weight starts with your brain. But it also takes into account your unique biological factors, which also affect weight loss success. The program helps you understand the science behind your eating choices and why you have cravings. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com. Plus, check out Noom's first-ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available for pre-order wherever books are sold. Welcome to the Nerdist Podcast. I'm starting a little quieter. I've almost lost my voice for today. Uh, it was a long day of talking. It was like a 13-hour day and uh, two podcasts today that were both super, super, super fun. And uh, I, oh, I still want to tell you about it, but I'm not going to because I think it's more fun to surprise you guys at the beginning of a week and be like, here's this one. Uh, so it's very rare that I give away the podcast in advance because, I don't know, it's just it's kind of fun. It's like a little It's like a little present to unwrap each week. Ugh, did I really just refer to my podcast as a present? I'm an asshole. I apologize. <laughs> anyway, it doesn't matter. I'm not going to tell you who I recorded today. But I will tell you that this episode was Angela Kinsey, who plays Angela on The Office, and she is an hilarious comedy lady, and uh, I enjoyed the shit out of having her on the show. I just, I love having people that just come on ready to riff about stuff and will go off on any tangent and... Uh, and I, I just I absolutely loved having her on, and I definitely want to get her back on. Uh, I would like to thank Audible.com for sponsoring this episode of the Nerdist Podcast. If you go to audible.com slash Nerdist, you get a free audio book download. You can listen whenever and where you want. It's just like a podcast, but rather than freeform chatter, it is their words that someone thought of in advance and then collected and whittled down and put in a specific order to create a specific emotion. But sometimes you don't have time to put your eyes on things, but you can certainly put things in your ears much more than you can put things in your eyes just throughout the course of your day. Like, for instance, this podcast is not a written transcript that I send out. You listen to it. So it's the same thing with Audible.com. There's over 100,000 titles to choose from. Every genre, Audible has it covered. In celebration of the just-released World War Z trailer, though I don't really think Max Brooks had much to do with that, he did have a lot to do with the book. Uh, and also, he is one of the people who lends his voice to narrating the book, along with Alan Alda and John Turturro and Rob Reiner. You can get that on Audible.com. So check that out, World War Z. It's a, a phenomenal cast of people uh, reading an amazing book. Again, that's Audible.com slash Nerdist for your free audiobook download. And now, uh, I would like to invite you to enjoy the Nerd... Oh! Oh yeah, my comedy special, Mandroid, airs Saturday, November 10th, 11 p.m., 10 Central on Comedy Central. I'm going to keep blabbing about it until it's over, 
Uh, and then I'll probably apologize for blabbing about it so much. But if you watch it, then I won't have to blab about it so much. See? Now I'm like your parent. What's more exciting than having to do something that feels like a chore? Uh, but I promise the, the special is, is really fun. And I've absolutely loved every bit of the process. So, so please watch it. If, you, if you've ever wanted to support anything on the podcast, that would be a good thing. I'll, I'll give you – I'll say that. Uh, and now the Nerds Podcast, episode number 280 with Angela Kinsey. Now entering Nerdist.com. What are you playing with there, man? I'm playing with my studio card and the thing that is supposed to take calls. But it's not hooked up to anything. Doesn't matter. You're caller, just, you're just caller, hitting buttons. Caller eight, you're the winner. Hi, I'm clearly calling from beyond the grave. Great. I'm a ghost because that machine's not hooked up to anything. You get lunch with Richard Je- Jenner. Rich, what's his name? Richard Bruce Jenny? Jenner. Well, the Bruce. ghost. Bruce, yeah. Yeah, Bruce Jenner's out there. Much the, different person than Richard Jenner. Uh, same. Bruce they, Jenner, how's they his They both face had looking? great acts. <laughs> <laughs> could you, could someone close the door? Yeah. Oh, well, he'll grab it. He'll grab it. I'm really bad with names, so I'll get everyone's names. That's fine. It's so low. That doesn't matter. This is doesn't count. That's Chris Hardwick. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather be doesn't count. <laughs> You'll get there someday. So we'll have to push you really close to that microphone or if that's possible. That. Or the mic to you. That's right. It's like a bouncy chair. It is like a bouncy chair. Angela Kinsey, welcome to the podcast. Hi. What's happening? What if that was your podcast voice? That's all you... Hey, everybody. Oh, welcome. <laughs> then uh, you know what happened? Ten subscribers. Yeah. <laughs> Are and one would, host, I would have left. Yeah, a long time ago. But you'd like kill it on Nickelodeon. Like my kid would be like, "I like that guy with that voice." <laughs> <laughs> He's the best. And then she would make me listen to you, and then I would hate you. Yeah. That, that's exactly you, what you would and Fred would be exactly. side by side. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's that's how that that's what I need to do for the YouTube channel. It's Speed the, it up. The guy yeah. who does this voice all the time. <laughs> it just sounds like it sounds like you've cut out like every few seconds yeah. and then mm-hmm. sped it up like a bad cell phone call <laughs> yeah <laughs> exactly like a bad Woo-hoo. cell phone um well welcome to the podcast uh it is really nice to have you on angela you are a super smart funny comedy lady oh, Lord. seriously I- so we're already doing it this, yeah, is, this it? is it we're doing it right yeah. now yeah. Wow, i just like came from the bathroom we, already- oh, we started when Sorry. you were in the bathroom Did you really yeah i had recording the devices in the bathroom all the stings the you know we had the the previews for next week's episode one well thing done. i don't know if you listen to the podcast but <laughs> yeah. we we at the beginning of every episode we have a famous person peeing oh and I so missed that one. yeah yeah <laughs> okay yeah all right so there's a- have some really cool people on so I'm like, we try uh no you're also cool you fit the build quite nicely oh thanks that's the other, right? It's not like you're Will Wheaton or something. <laughs> that's that's, that's the, the other. It doesn't, other? doesn't matter. Okay. Yeah. Oh, wait. It doesn't count. Doesn't count. That's wait. how you remember his name. Yeah. Doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. Yes, exactly. Oh. His name's... Oh, it's it nice. Puns in the morning. <laughs> Did you... <laughs> Come on, you're used to hanging out with comedians. You know the drill. I like it. One person throws out a topic, and then we all try to top each other until we're disgusted and walk away. I know. Why? We're so, like, twisted. Did you see the trip? By the way, well, the movie The Trip. Oh, yeah. That's no. Great. Yeah. It's, uh, uh, Steve Coogan. Steve Coogan. Oh. Yeah. And the other guy is like a comedian guy, yes. too. Oh, gosh. What's his name? 
Oh, Lord. Oh, yeah. is it Paul Hogan? I don't know. But, I just want know, to throw that name actually, out there. There was a scene from it that got real popular online, uh, which was just the... Um, Them doing the impression. Um, Sean Connery. No, not Sean Connery. It was... Um, in the car. It's, uh, Welcome the, to the Rock. That's there not there was that one, but then there was the other one where they're at the table, and it's... Um, ah, fucking, I'm forgetting his name. He's the, the butler in the Batman movies. What, oh, Michael Caine? Yeah. Michael Caine. Oh, yeah. And it's just them at a table. The butler in the yeah. Batman movies. That's Sir Michael, Michael Caine? Caine? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Academy Award winner, Michael Caine. Yeah. Is he a sir? I forgot his name. I, by the way, I thought about his last mm. movie. How about that? Does right. it matter? I like how you yes. um, like, tell your stories. <laughs> about how I tell my stories. You know that guy? He played the guy at the cart, the golf cart? Who? Oh, Bill Murray. <laughs> you know the guy? Good night, you princes. That guy? Yeah. What is it? Prince of Mania. Yeah. Kings of New England. I always Kings think of... Sh- yeah, I can't... <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't see the trip. How was it? It's great. But it's it is comedians sort of just like doing their stick all day, and you're like, oh my god, I yeah. want to die. That's what we do. It's supposed to be like irritating. Like they're just so like shitty towards each other, mm-hmm. and they're just like, uh, no, you don't do Michael Caine like this. Right. Michael Caine he's comes from the high, nose. He's yeah, he's up high, yeah. and it's uh, they're going on like a foodie trip, right? That's the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. it's a good movie. It's on. It's on Netflix. the old Netflix instant watch. John Ray Netflix. <laughs> People should see things that are good, I think. Do you not have cable anymore, or did you still? No, I got got cable. You still have cable? Still have the cable satellite? Right. Direct TV. Nice. So no G4. Well, pretty soon for anyone. (laughs) Shut your face. (laughs) Sorry, Matt. That's my job. (laughs) No, but they got all the good ones, like AMC. Yeah, you know. <laughs> I have um, I have the hopper, and I just like to hopper. Like, oh, that's this. But you don't, you don't get AMC. I know, I know. Or another channel's gone now too. Really? Off of the dish. Damn it. Yeah, you know because when but you're I watching it on Directv, it's like uh, you'll be watching a good show, mm-hmm. and then after we'll be like, Dish Dish Network doesn't have this, mm-hmm. and then uh, like, shitty commercial. Yeah, yeah, they just is really they're like they politi- they're company. like political ads. Yes. Yeah. They're like political ads. Dish Network likes to make you think that the hopper is a good thing. <laughs> that other cable provider fisted a child. Is that what you yeah. want to support? Wow. Yeah. Wow. But I'm being serious for a second. I'm being serious for a second. <laughs> I know. I'm being You're serious real. about that we happening? Just got real. We just got real. <laughs> 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 she just got real. Things really just got real. That made me hurt on my inside. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> think about the child. Oh, Lord. Angela, um, you're an I.O. person. Or I you am. were an I.O. Are you still, do you still yeah, do stuff at the I.O.? I do it. I did the I.O. West Improv Festival, Comedy Festival. Nice. Yeah. It's where, always a good time. Um, are, so you were you, what, did you have a group or did you perform? I had many, many groups. Um, on Sunday nights, I was part of a show called Bitch Planet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now, is that, is that bitch, comma, plan it? Or no, is that no, a planet no, of bitches? No, it doesn't matter. Okay. No. It was a planet of bitches. We were hilarious. Um, and then I had a bunch of Herald groups that I was in there. And um, it was I loved it. I still go back there whenever I can. The I.O. is a good hang. There's like the I.O. West is a good place to hang out, yeah. and I yeah. I rarely ever go there anymore. It was like the, the first uh, the first like regular like shows I would go to were when I started doing comedy were at the I.O. West. It's because yeah. like people hung bar. out there with had right. the bar. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. It's like, hey, what if our comedy theater had a place to hang out in front of it? And yeah. then you could just hang out there. You don't have to just stand on the sidewalk. You can actually like go in and have a beer. Yeah, I like that about it. And I used to love like Saturday nights. I loved Beer Shark Mice. They, that was those a great guys show. Were so great. Dave Keckner. It's Keckner. Dave Keckner. Keckner and Pat Finn. I have a Keckner impression. Do you want to see? Yes. Okay. This is Keckner. Ready? <laughs> 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 I know it doesn't translate. 
Forty percent of it is the face, and it's really good. Pretty good, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, Pete Holney and Pat Finn, Mike Coleman, those guys were amazing. Yeah, that's a good team. Yeah. Um, Io has, and and I feel like um, like a lot of comedy nerds know Io, but I think if most like if you went to the middle of the country, you'd be like, hey, have you heard of Improv Olympic? Yeah, you'd be like, no, they but, have no idea. But it, but there are so many phenomenal. Uh, performers that come out that come out of the IO, which was 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 that a direct descendant of Second City? Yeah, I think so. I think it was Del Close, and he sort of like started to do his own thing, and um, Sharna Helpern paired up with him, and then they sort of built IO. But um, have you been there? Late? You haven't been there lately. Not to not to the LA one now. So I went into the LA one recently, and they um, have murals up over the bar. Now they have like a painting of Seth Meyers and Amy Poehler. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> uh, but I think a, a, a local fella did it, so I'm sure he did a great job. But when I saw Seth Meyers, it was one of the scariest things <laughs> I'd ever seen. It was sort of like a melting face painting. Why would they um, do that? And I, I um, took a picture of it and I sent it. I sent it to Seth, and he was like, "If I live my whole life, I will never see anything that scary." But, um, but I think, I mean, the idea was cool. I was like, "But it's cool. Your face is on a wall there. That is pretty cool." Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Chris Hardwick puts away Angela Kinsey painting. Yeah, that's <laughs> dumb. What? That's no, I didn't know. Oh my God, what is that? Well, I just thought, what would you look like if you were standing on the surface of Mercury? Yeah. And this is what we came up with. <laughs> do you do you like longer form improv, or do you like like do you do you like improv games, or do you the Armando show was always a lot of fun. Yeah, I go back and do Armando. I I like long form myself. I think um short form short form. This is super nerdy now, right? No, it's like, not. Short form is great to sort of infuse a little bit of energy, but it's not. It doesn't tell a story, and um, I think uh, I like to um, edit fast and play slow. That's <laughs> what I. That's what I like to do. So I actually love awkward moments. I think that's one of the things I loved about being, you know, working on The Office is that they let those awkward moments play out. And um, I love to watch that on stage. Like when people start to feel uncomfortable, I'm like, I'm in. Yeah, it's something um, about the a creaking chair during yeah, that moment. It yeah. just really nails it. And I think it's something that's just really sort of kind, too, for whoever you're on stage with. If you really just observe them and watch them and listen and then let that inform you rather than just jumping in with something you sort of already have in your head. To me, that's. That's not the purest way to go. Because you're not in the moment. You're just right. you're just trying to hit a hit a joke. Exactly. And it's usually a dick joke. Yeah, it's yeah, it's usually that or just like something at someone else's expense. And um, but when you when you get on stage with someone and you let long form happen, you really sort of inform each other, and then you build this piece together, and that's the coolest thing to watch. And then the audience is part of that process, and I think. Maybe that's why it doesn't televise so well because you really have to be there and yeah. be present and be part of that yeah. thing that happens. Stand up suffers from that a little bit, but you but it's still you know you can a televised stand up performance can still rely on some of, on some of the jokes, mm -hmm. but it's so hard to shoot stand up well because you have to be in that. You just have to be there. It's just it's like a it's a it's a yeah. communal experience like a comedy. I think if you sort of look at the evolution of comedy, it just it di it didn't really evolve that way to be televised to people who aren't there. Exactly. It's kind. Of, I think my favorite improv is intimate. You know, I don't like to do improv in a huge arena type setting. We did improv. We did like a workshop one time at a college, and they had microphones for us in a stadium. And I was like, "Well, this is gonna blow. Oh, weird. <laughs> We're gonna tank. So get ready to." Did tank. it blow? 
Yeah. Because like, I, like we had one mic and we're passing it back and forth. It was so oh horrible. no! Yeah. I think there's. I think everyone though needs to really have a moment where they suck in front of a huge mm. crowd of people, and trembling. <laughs> <laughs> Done. Well, it is important because once because for most people that's the most terrifying thing that a person a non life threatening thing that a person could go through. So when you get through it and you're like, well. I guess, you know, I got through it. Then yeah. then you, you, you kind of makes you a little bulletproof. I, I used to do um, improv with this one guy, and sometimes if the audience, like, turned on us, you know, if there was a moment where they went, oh, like a moan, <laughs> then he would sort of, like, get defensive, and he would sort of take it to the crowd. And I'm like, no, just yeah. them moaning is enough. Yeah. <laughs> Let's walk away now. Like, oh, you fucking assholes don't yeah, recognize yeah. comedy. Is that yeah. it? Or he'd be like, oh, you think that is horrible and disgusting? How about this? I'm like, well, there we, there we have it. Yeah, I once saw a guy, an audience moan, and a, one of the guys on stage was like, really? Yeah. <laughs> and then the person he was in the scene with was like, who are you talking to? <laughs> Uh, perfect. <laughs> Diffused it. Everyone laughed, and then they moved on. Oh, I love that. I love yeah. when you're on stage and you have to justify, or you feel the need to justify something that happens off stage too. Because I was on stage one time, and two guys got in a fist fight in the light booth <laughs> of a very small, like black box theater, the complex. You know? Oh yeah, of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. like Santa Monica. Yeah. Okay, so you know how tiny those theaters tiny. are. Tiny. Yeah. Fifty seat theaters, and these guys get in a fight in the light booth, and it's basically cr- like wood hanging over the stage. <laughs> <laughs> like, rumble, rumble. Th- that rumble and then someone was like I guess the storm is a coming like, like, then we have to do really bad improv you I know. Oh, it's, gods are angry tonight yeah exactly cloud angry <laughs> did they resolve the fight I guess it quieted down at some point and then no one called our light so it was like mm. oh god yeah. come on guys that's also the worst when you're like what happened to the guy in the light booth yeah. we are done we have wrapped it yeah. all up we've brought it around well you, the fight you, created their own blackout so you you, yeah. you hit your well done you hit your big finish and yeah. it's just like the light's still on and then and then and then the worst is like you've hit your big finish and no one knows what to do so someone starts a song I'd always be like god damn yeah. please don't make us sing that's like a group of improvisers you just hear from the booth. Oh my god, I think I killed him. And then you're still trying to do the <laughs> gotta deliver this yeah. alien baby or whatever the scene yeah. is. I was calling lights one night for Beer Shark Mice. I used to call their lights. And, um, you know, one night I, ca- I think I called it a little too soon. And so they were like, dude, we have so much more stuff. And, like, you know, and I was like, oh, I'm sorry. And they're like, just don't be afraid to let us go. So the next week, I really looked up to these guys, you know. And so the next week, I'm just like a student at I.O. I'm calling their lights. And I'm in the booth. And I thought I saw where their wrap-up was. But I'm like, no, I'm going to let them go. And I let it go. And I let it go. And, I, and then Dave Keckner went backstage. And someone had a spare tire in the green room. And he just got <laughs> the tire and he rolled it out on stage into the crowd and he goes that's her show <laughs> <laughs> and then I was like oh my god I'm in so much trouble no then you'd be like so then I let it go mm-hmm. then, I let it and, breathe you and, guys and the audience was like what <laughs> oh I felt so bad yeah people should really understand beer shark mice were like the Beatles of yes, IO like of they improv. were yeah I mean they really that that was the group. Was Adrian in that group as well? Oh, Adrian. I think, you know, they have people that rotate in. Paul Valancourt, like, amazing improviser, yeah. Adrian Winner. And there'd be a few guys that rotated in, uh, you know, based on the other dudes that were I mean, it really, I, 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 w- I do try to encourage people. Because improv to me is sort of like, can be like um, a one-man show. Yeah. Where it's where you hear it and you go, uh, because most of it's not amazing. But <laughs> yeah. when you see really, because a lot of people think, 
oh, I'm funny, I can do improv, and then it's just kind of a sloppy mess. But when you see, when you see like a finely tuned improv mm-hmm. machine, it, it it really is uh, just stunning. It is. It's so great. And for me, like some of my favorite improvisers were people who sort of came to it in a, from a different path. Like I remember this guy, Greg, who worked at JPL, the Jet Propulsion Lab. Of He's course. Like, and I remember he was a hilarious improviser because he wasn't trying to be funny, but he would just bring information yep. and he related to the world so differently. <laughs> and I would love to watch him improvise. And um, I remember one time we were sitting around and he had so much science in his improv. And I am not the smartest improviser. I'm the person that I'll go to emotion. I'll be like, you're awful flirty this morning. You know, that's like how I'll start a scene. But, you know, he was so smart. And I said, what are you, a rocket scientist? And he was like, actually, I am. I'm helping design the Mars probe. And I, was like, Jesus. I was like, oh, damn. All right. I'm just out here trying to be funny. Is that, is that, is that kind of how you see um, improv is just bringing information? No, I think you can't just have information. You do have to. I think it's really about paying attention and watching other people. And um, I used to be so into it that I'd be like, it was sort of like my philosophy for life is that if you can be a good listener, you're going to be a good partner. You're going to be better at your job, better in your relationships. And that's the thing I felt like I heard. I took one Dell workshop, Dell Close workshop, and he was just saying how really pay attention to your partner and listen and, and react and go. For, and then you add a little bit and then they add a little bit. So it's it's got to be emotion as well and not just information and, and acting off of how you feel, how the other person feels. It's hard with the comedy, with like when the comedy gene starts trying to take over because I think a lot of people, like for me too, like your brain freezes up a little bit when you are like, oh, fuck, I got to think of something. I got to be funny. And you just have to figure out how to just like just, just let that just go. Just let it go, yeah. yeah. Don't Don't try to be funny. That's the worst. It's the debt. Like, it yeah. really is. You can tell when someone tries to hit a joke in an yeah. improv. That and bad I, space work is real bad, too. When a guy's yeah. like, oh, just shoveling oddly. And the, yeah. the, the shovel has no, no I form. My, I think my space work's pretty crummy. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. You know, like, when you're doing an improv and someone ends it with, and then they fisted a child. Like, oh, that's, that's exactly an example. That, that's what we call a callback. That's a callback. <laughs> that, is, that is an example of what not to do in an improv. Because it basically just, it, you just... <laughs> You just drop a cement truck on the stage and no one else can go anywhere. No, after no, that. like they're done. Like we had a guy that used to kill everybody. <laughs> and he was just like walking a scene. I could tell, oh, the scene isn't going well. I'm about to get killed. Maybe I should kill him first. <laughs> it's either you or me. Yeah. I, I remember in a class once, uh, the, the teacher was like, don't start, uh, like he was saying this, like, like, don't start on the moon. You know, lead up to the moon. Don't right. start there because you'll, you'll never have anywhere to go. And then, like, we started a scene. And some kids like, well, here we are on the moon. No. <laughs> like, and the guy, he's like, what did I just say? He's like, it's all I could think about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is bad. Yeah. You like, already have something in your head. But you, uh, I, I was, uh, I did a little research on you, Angela, oh, Angela Kinsey, just to find out. Hmm. Uh, but your, your early life is fascinating to American people because <laughs> you grew up in Indonesia. I did. I moved there uh, about a week before my second birthday, and I lived in Jakarta until I was 14. When you say I moved there, I Sounds just like pictured you did a, to- a toddler <laughs> yeah. going, I'm out. I'm good. Yeah. I'm good. I had my, you know, uh. little uh, backpack and passport. No, my dad was a drilling engineer, and we moved there in the 70s. And there weren't a lot of expats there in the 70s, so it was a pretty small community. 
Um, and I, you know, now when I talk about it, people are like, oh, my God, but that's all I knew. I thought everybody lived in Indonesia. And that was before the rest of the world hated America. Exactly. <laughs> Although towards the end, they were starting to 70s hate us. Is pretty, that's a lot when the secret yeah. war started, Chris. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but not I, publicly. I do remember a few times towards the, because we were there till 84, I started pretending I was Australian when we'd go places. <laughs> <laughs> my best friend was from Melbourne, and I was like, I think people respond nicer to you. So yeah. I'm going to just be Australian. So you 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 understand the Indonesian language and you mm-hmm. speak? Yeah, I mean I know I've forgotten a lot, but there's there's still a lot in in my brain, and um I haven't been there in a while. It's been about fifteen years since I was there, but I was I remember being in a cab when I was there and just like words were coming like back to me like crazy, like there's some little secret, you know, Bahasa Indonesia folder in my head that opened up. Wow. But in your in, the, in your Windows you three it? one file tree, just in the back, just like yeah. really old, like those old files that yeah. you unearth, like a card catalog. Exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah. So, what do you want me to say? Something? <laughs> no. That's, that's kind of <laughs> what I was <laughs> leading up to. I don't know. You have like this gaze about you. Right do you now. miss it? Like when you reminisce about home, do you like miss like uh, like the food or anything? like Answer that? in Indonesian. Um, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah, yeah. That's um, so no, amazing. I do. I do really miss the food a lot. Do you, is there anywhere in LA that you're able to go to that match it? No, not really. I mean, I, I heard there was a place in Manhattan Beach I need to check out, but um, like I, I would get so excited if I saw krupuk, which is like this little thing they put by fried rice, nasi goreng, fried rice. Oh my oh. god, that's amazing. Oh my god. Wadu. That's how they say. Oh my <laughs> Wadu. Have you ever, do you think you could improvise in, in, in another language? Oh my God. No, I don't think so. Uh uh-uh. uh. Because there's too many sort of colloquialisms. And also, I don't know how well comedy transfers across culture. Because I was trying to tell a story one time. I was in France and I thought I was telling this funny story and I just got blank gaze. <laughs> you should have told me you were Australian. Yeah, I should have. Then that would have like, worked. Oh, and then yeah. the monkey came out of the tree. Oh, 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 I like monkey. Oh, uh, you're so funny. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually American. Oh, you have tricked me. Uh, no, I was just going to go really dark. No, do it. What? Just oh, no, no. a baby. <laughs> Boom. I know how I can't go darker than Fist of the Baby. No, no. That's, nope. that's it. That's at the bar. I said child, Jonah. Oh, oh gross, a child? Did. Oh, totally man. different well, than I, a baby. Then I, I worsted. I worsted it. <laughs> you you <laughs> worsted it. Yeah. Is it, it worse? It so the baby won't remember. The child will. Angela, uh, please. Even gr- uh. Oh my God, um, Ange- Angela's eyes just started bleeding. <laughs> I know. I've I have become that person though. Now that I have a kid, that like. Like any kind of humor, like it, oh, it, right. it get weird. Now. I know. I used no. to not be that person. I'd be like, huh, babies, Greg, dead babies. Funny, yeah, huh? Greg Barron. Greg like, Barron <laughs> said that too. It was like he, 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 his. It a lot changed when he had his daughters, and then it was like some shit just wasn't funny to him yeah, anymore. I just can't do it anymore. And yeah. like some movies that like go to some dark places. I'm like, can't think about it. I'm so yeah. sorry. That's all right. Let me revise it. That other channel fisted an elderly man who probably sold Yay! drugs. Woo! See that? Then, then no one gets hurt. Yeah, that makes me. He happy. deserves. Hey, it. I, I, I know an old coming. man oh, fuck. who sells drugs. My dad's an old man that sells drugs. <laughs> <laughs> he is. No, he doesn't sell drugs, Chris. Just because you smoke pot doesn't mean you sell it. What? So, you, are you telling me never in your dad's life did he have some extra weed and he was like, "Hey, you got you, this other. You can have this, but just re- reimburse me for the money I spent for it." You don't think that's never happened? Is your dad like a hippie dude? No, he just smokes pot. Like a lot of pot. Not anymore. Not really, Kicked but like it? used to. Used to smoke a lot of it. I but apparently, he's also a, a pusher. 
and a dealer, according to Chris, who makes my dad seem like the worst guy ever. Uh, that, all the, the only information I have about your dad is that. Because in two and a half years of the show, that's all you've ever said about him. Because yeah, it's a nice joke. I don't like to divulge many secret things about my family. I like to keep them close Secret to the things. Oh. There are a lot of secret things. What about what? you? What's your dad do? Uh, my dad works matter? in SeaWorld. SeaWorld, really? So, you know. But your dad, your dad used to fix computers. My dad used to be a, a <laughs> technician at Hewlett Packard, yeah. And then he decided, I'm going to go work at SeaWorld. Because that's all you can do in Florida, apparently, is work at a theme park. What does he do at SeaWorld? Yeah. He's, uh, you know, you go up and you want to, you say you want a VIP tour. You go up to my dad and say, hey, I'd like a VIP tour. That is awesome. <laughs> can you get us a VIP tour? tour? I can get you a VIP tour at Disney, at SeaWorld, sorry. Not oh Disney. my God. Gotta, that I, is so cool. I would love that. <laughs> and I bet he's got like, I, you know what I love about going on those tours is how they have the little, they have their own little sidebar. little Yeah, comments, like yeah. Funny thing about this shark tank. Twenty-five, <laughs> <laughs> it had a crack in it. I went in, and he was from Italy. But anyway, long story short, no human could get to the bottom, so they put a welding torch on a yeah. dolphin's nose. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we all learned dolphin. I got weird. a I got a VIP tour of the the penguin exhibit in the SeaWorld in San Diego. Can, How was that? It was great. It's I got great. to touch they're, one. They're stinky though, right? They're yeah, smelly yeah, dudes. Yeah, yeah. It just like because it's just it just holds in all the moisture, all their yeah. you know feathers. I went, uh, I went into that penguin one at the Santa Barbara Zoo, which is a great zoo, but I, I think I have a low gag reflex, so I went in there, and I was like, to my daughter, Isabel, we're going to see the penguins, and I walked in, and I was like, Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of just fish stuff, and then they just shit everywhere, and yeah. they spray their shit. Oh, do they? Yeah, they yeah. like they can just kind of... They're stinky yeah. little... The more little you things. find out about penguins, the less uh, I find them to be adorable. enjoyable. But they're adorable. <laughs> they're so yeah, that. they're like the cutest animals. So, so yeah. far, what we know... only get to so far, believe me. What we know about penguins is that they're smelly because they hold in all this stuff. They spray shit and they're rapists. We yeah, also they, found out. Yeah, they're rapists now. But that's only a deli penguins. That's, oh, okay. uh, that's only one specific uh, That's not yeah. the South African oh, jackass penguin. penguin. Yeah. It's his favorite animal. It's my favorite I, animal. It was my, growing up, it was my favorite animal too. Yeah. And I, I went to a place in Australia, this uh, island where they have the little tiny, tiny... Now, when you say Australia, you don't mean America, do you? <laughs> <laughs> where you're from? You said, where, where? In South Africa? Penguins? No, South, uh, Australia. Australia? The little fairy penguins. Yeah. Have you seen those little guys? Yeah. They're really cute. Yeah, Everything in Australia is adorable. Everything's adorable, mm. except for like a guy. Peter Jacks is not that pub, adorable. He is adorable. He really is. Yeah, he's uh, pretty adorable. Is he? Yeah. He's you don't think little, so? He's a little gaunt. Jacko the Energizer guy was not adorable. Just because you don't want to fuck him doesn't mean he's not adorable. Oh, I have a whole new meaning then. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Speaking of adorable things, Chloe and I went to Little Tokyo yesterday for the day. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> Nothing. We did. (laughs) Have you never been there? Let's go to downtown LA. Of course I've been there, but I just haven't been there in a while. And hello, I go. That's great. Oh my god, Angela, you've got to go. It's just, it's, it's a, it. There's so much amazing Japanese culture there, Mm -hmm. and it's all adorable and huggable, but sexy. (laughs) What? (laughs) But naughty. Tokyo. We went to different places. I think. No, they're not sexy, naughty, and adorable. I don't think their grocery stores are basically giant snack huts. Like there are so many, there's so many snacks. Oh, I love. We got green tea Kit Kats. Yeah, they got banana Kit Kats there too. Those are really good. Wow. I I I instantly went home online. I went home and ordered online uh, because Japan Japan is way ahead of us in Kit Kat technology. But they have like sweet potato flavored Kit Kats. They have blueberry cheesecake flavored pumpkin pudding. Kit-Kats. Sometimes they have them at the Motokai Market there. Uh, they do. Like, they had the green tea ones. Yeah, but it's not there all the time. It's like every once in a while they'll be there, and then everyone will find out about it and go buy it all out. <laughs> I should get those for Halloween. So when my like the little four year olds in my street yeah. come up, I'm like, Would you like a green tea? <laughs> <laughs> I like I like going to Little Tokyo because it does. It reminds me of Hawaii. 
A little bit. Does yeah. it does a little bit? Oh, yeah, I guess it is kind yeah, of. Some of the apartments, they just like, you know, everyone with their balconies with tons of shit on it. It just it, it reminds me of where I, I grew did up in you, Hawaii. You yeah. did? Yeah, I was oh, born and so raised cool. there. What does your family do? Uh, his dad sells there? drugs. My dad. And his, oh, mom, right. he's his mom pen. silently deals with it. All oh, right, your yeah. dad grew drugs in Hawaii. Yeah, Got yeah. It. no, my dad worked for like this uh, plumbing company, and uh, my mom just kind of had scattered jobs. But now they they're Five retired. And they live in Waikiki and they surf and go on walks. That's so cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they surf and go on walks. You reminded yeah. me that uh, we. I feel like on a recent podcast we were talking about Arthur Nakane, the one man band. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he was performing last night. Oh, really? In Little Tokyo, he set up. Are you going to show us? Um, I'm going to play a little bit of it. Is this like a, Jonah, you like music. Is this like stand-up and improv where we had to be there? I just sort of laughing because like, we really can't hear it that well from over oh, here. Right. Yeah. And, and you're looking at us with this eager face yeah. of like, check it out. Like, it's like, next it's to like when you walk through something. downtown Disney and everybody's playing their like pan flutes and yeah. then there's the blues guitar guy. Um, well, he it's because there, there were much, there were there were two much. ladies there that he came up to. Arthur Nakani is an older gentleman, mm-hmm. and uh, he's a very high voice, uh, so he's even more adorable. And the two ladies he talked to, one was from El Salvador and one was from uh, Ecuador, mm-hmm. and so he sang Spanish Eyes to them. That. And so just see this elderly Japanese man in Little Tokyo singing in Spanish on what looks like um, a plumbing supply aisle. <laughs> uh, which is how, because it's all PVC pipe, and he's hooked up all these yeah, instruments yeah, yeah. so he yeah, can yeah. play one. Uh, the best time to go to Little Tokyo is you'll see that him play there <laughs> that day too. It was a uh, New Year's Day, like it's like a whole festival, and there's like just music and performances and magic, and he plays a lot oh, on those cool. days. Yeah, I'm gonna go. You it's have like to. A day of it. It's easy. Yeah. It's just it's just like just like San Pedro Street, Second Street, Los Angeles yep. Street, like this little cluster, and it's a really there's tons of people walking Great around. Food. It's uh, it's and it's it's been a little. Whenever an American apparel moves in, you know, like ah, oh, no. yeah. but but beyond that, Going there are a lot of really cool Japanese. There's a whole kimono store. Oh, yeah, oh, but there wow. is like yeah, there's like now there's a there's a Johnny Rockets near there. There's a Johnny Rockets uh, uh, um, there. Froyo and like it's just there's a couple things where you're like nah. that was weird for me when I went back to Indonesia. Like I went to Bali and you know Bali was this very quiet little place and now it you know there's. The Hard Rock Cafe and, ah. and Kuta Beach. Like you have to keep going further out now to sort of find what Bali was. Where should 70s. people go in Indonesia if they want to go? Like where? Should, if I've never been in, let's, I'm, I'm telling you, I've never been to Indonesia. Right. So where where should I go? Well, I I definitely feel like you should see the full picture. Like I mean, you're gonna land in Jakarta usually. Now you can fly straight into Denpasar actually in Bali, but but um you know I I feel like definitely go to Bali and. I went to Jimbaran Bay, which is sort of a little sort of a fisherman's village. And, you know, now there's a Four Seasons at the end of it. Oh. But you don't have to stay there. You can still find little places. And then people now go to Lombok, which but is But do the they put little mints on your pillows in those other places? They do. They put flowers and oh, stuff. God. They feel like, oh, there's Spot treatments in your room? Darling. Sometimes they fold up the towel real nice. I like, to like rough it. I like to rough it, you guys. No, no in-room spa treatments. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Um, but no, Lombok, you know, people go there too. So I, I am so eager to go back, but I want to go back when Isabel can go with me because I really sure. want her to see it. And um, I've tried to teach her some Indonesian, but I think she thinks I'm making it up. <laughs> <laughs> she just is like, I can do that too. <laughs> How old is she? She's four. Uh, from yeah. the mouths of racist babes. Uh, you know? I know. Hey, um, but what it's so interesting about, you know, like what a, just your comedy uh, uh, ninja ness, that's not a word, uh, <laughs> like is, that, is that I feel like 
for me, you know, zero to 14 was a very comedy influential time. Mm -hmm. It's when I discovered like, you know, all the Steve Martin records and started watching, you know, like up to 14 was very, very, very influential for me and made me want to pursue comedy. But you grew up in Indonesia where I assume there wasn't really any American culture. Uh, and, and so, you know, and so I assume you weren't really exposed to comedy at that point. And so, you know, what was it? Well, we didn't have television at all. And, um, I, I don't know, you know, it's, it's, um, I feel like my dad is a really funny guy. And one of the things we used to do is sit around and tell stories. We didn't have TV. Um, and so like if you told a good story and got every, held everyone's attention and made people laugh, that was like really cool. So I started, like, I think that's why I love going to see Armando and shows like ASCAT because you have this monologist and they have no idea what they're going to talk about and someone gives them a suggestion and then they talk about things true to their life. Like I don't like it when people make things up. I find that your real life can be, is so interesting and so honest. And, um, I feel like that's what I grew up with. I kind of grew up with this sort of you know, round table time at dinner time where everyone had to tell a story. And, oh, wow. and then even we would, even into the evenings, you know, if we went to the beach or something, we'd be sitting out there and people would tell stories or whatever from their day. And if you could make it interesting, if you could make, you know, going to the toko to get, you know, groceries with your mom interesting or tell a story, I don't know. That's kind of what really stuck with me. That's really interesting. I mean, that... Mm-hmm. It just sounds like a storybook like that we'd sit on the beach and tell stories <laughs> of tell our day. Stories and yeah, it was really fun. And um I, I don't know. I think um I did get to the US and I had this huge gap in sort of like um just pop huh? culture, you know. I was I one time I did an improv show and someone talked about the Green Hornet and I was like, Thank you, I'll have another. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I thought it was like a cocktail, you know. I had no idea it was a superhero. So um, I had to use my imagination a lot, and I think that's what really sort of informed me. Oh, yeah, I guess that's true, especially in improv. You're improvising with a bunch of other, like, nerds, basically, who have this whole bank of, and there's just nothing. There's just nothing. (laughs) I've I've listened to a few of your podcasts, and some of your people have such that you've talked to have such an amazing knowledge of like television and film and music. And I was, I sort of grew up in this vacuum. Like, I was like, you know, Amish or something with like no exposure <laughs> to the outside world. That is my culture, you know? And then I remember like songs that I like that, you know, like I heard, you know, remember that song 99? Love Balloons? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So I heard the, the, is it, was she German, right? Was it German? I, yeah. yeah. German, yeah. German or Austrian, Nana. Nana. Yeah. yeah. So I heard that I never heard the English version until I got to the U.S., you know, and I just sort of sung along. I don't speak German, but I would like that. Oh, my God, that's so cool. Oh, you lost it. What was that? What was that last part? She's saying her own name. Yeah, so. There was there was a big infusion of like uh, ger- uh, like German Austrian rock in the eighties of like her and Falco and, mm-hmm. and it was just like a cool and now now I've, uh, Kraftwerk and Kraftwerk and now as wa- I was walking through uh, I was wa- I was walking by a store or something and they were blasting Gangnam Style and I'm like all right oh. Kate now it's gonna be K-pop for the next for the next couple of years it's Kore- Korean pop but yeah that was a fun time with German. I'm still, I'm just like smiling so big because I thought that was so cool that you busted out. <laughs> <laughs> and like, and he does like, too. Uh, yeah, he thinks it's real cool. It's pretty sweet. <laughs> yeah. 
I just all of a sudden I was like, wait, do I know any Indonesian songs? But all I know is like a nursery song. What is it? Um, it's about a brown hat. Oh, of oh. course. Well, I wouldn't so have it been. goes, topi saya bunda, kalau tida bunda, tida topi saya, lakum, lakum, melihat saja. She's looking for the hat, I, know, I think. it's like looking. And I, I, um, I learned it as a kid, so I'm like, I'm not even sure 100% if that's exactly the wording, you know, because I was a little, little kid when I learned it. That's and it's. Do you know what the what it translates to? I need to. I, I remember being told it was about a brown hat, but I, I should right. go back and look. What it were up. you What were you looking for then when you were? Many hats. I don't know. I brown hat. <laughs> Where did you go? It's like, how, like little kids now learn like Pledge of Allegiance, and they're like, "I led the pigeons to the flag." Yes. <laughs> you know? I have like no idea what they're saying. I like your red and black alternating fingernails. Oh, yeah, thanks. Cool. This was um. This is my kid. She wanted to do something Halloween-y. And so I was like... Is that really it? Or did you just feel a little goth today? No. <laughs> yeah. I wish I was more goth. And like, I wish sometimes that when I walked by, people were like, ooh, she is creepy. <laughs> <laughs> Sinister. What, what uh, you have from someone that it happens to all the time. It's not fun. <laughs> it's not fun. What you have to do, what you have to do, because you're very fair skin, you need to dye your hair jet black, uh, yeah, and then just kind of string it in your face a little bit, right? Uh, and and then wear an I Heart Edward button. Maybe some blood somewhere. Yeah, coming no, from what? from the corner of your mouth. What is that? The new goth? Is that uh, Twilight? the uh, the Twilight? I don't think that's really. No. It's pre- it's tween goth. Hmm. It's goth it's for tweens. Goth. It's goth know. for the posers. Am I right? That's exactly yeah. right. That's exactly right. But, I but, know goth. What? It's basically it's basically mainstreamed. Goth culture, mm-hmm. I think. I don't know. A little bit. I did go. I, Broody. I feel like that's still Nightmare Before Christmas is the mainstream goth. Mainstream. Maybe. Yeah. 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 I got really into uh, Game of Thrones. Like, I'm super into it. And so last year for Halloween, I went as Khaleesi. Of course. Oh, oh nice. yeah. Yeah. And I borrowed, like, a wig from our, our like, hair folks. And dragons. You borrowed some dragons. Yeah. I wish I could. <laughs> you should just got little in. dragons stuck them to your shoulders. I, <laughs> I walked in and, um, like, my friend was like, no, this isn't it. They wanted me to, like, put the blood all on my face. Oh, from like, Jesus. Yeah. But they did have, like, a my friends had a bloody like fake heart, so I had I carried around all night. But it was interesting if I set it down, no one knew who I was. But if I'd lift the heart, <laughs> like, uh, otherwise I just thought I was like people were like, "Are you a fairy?" Because I had really white sure, hair. Yeah. You know, were you like were you wearing just the? I well, here's the thing. I tried to make my own loincloth <laughs> outfit, and I'm not very crafty, so I like just took like a brown skirt and cut it up raggedy. So I just look like a cave woman. <laughs> yeah. That was really, other than the wig, it was really lame. What are you, are you going to do it again for Halloween this year? I don't think I can because I, I think I got to do something new, right? I don't know what to yeah, do. Yeah, you can't recycle your costume. You know. My sure. daughter That's wants easy. me to be Batwoman and she wants to be Batgirl. Oh. So That's gonna... adorable. <laughs> so, uh, just like a mom and daughter? A, a bat... I know, but here's my problem. I've been looking for these costumes and um. Because Lord knows I shouldn't make them, and the the mom one is so sexed out, it's so hooker. It's like Batwoman prostitute, and I'm like, I don't know if I can like cruise the streets with my kid. Like I look so trashy. Just yeah. go as uh, go as Oracle. That's Batgirl uh, after she got shot in the spine by the Joker, and then she just rides around in a wheelchair, dresses totally normally, and just wear a headset. You're fine. Whoa, yeah. that was some serious <laughs> info right there. Yeah. I don't know. Holy smokes. I Joker did it. Lost me. Oh, I think. Like uh, <laughs> I, th- I think crotchless no bat like panties. Batman. Yeah. Uh, and then you could and then you could get a, a someone to go with you as Captain Christopher Pike. <laughs> oh, that'd be perfect. Yep. Oh my God. What? I have no I idea. I just beep once for. That's an old. 
That's an old Star Trek reference. I'm sure Indonesia got Star Trek. Everyone got Star no, Trek. Thing. I was, I'm so out of loop on all that stuff. Like, I had never seen the Brady Bunch. And then I remember in college, people were like, you haven't seen the Brady Bunch. <laughs> and then, like, even, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I have, I, have no, I have no idea about so Have I you did, since seen the Brady Bunch? I did. I went, I was like, okay, I've got to watch an episode of the Brady Bunch. Everyone's like, Giving me a hard time. You can't watch it later in life. It's weird. You can't. It was so bad. You should watch it as a drinking game, is how you should watch it. <laughs> Responsible drinking. But um, <laughs> I watched the one where they went to Hawaii and something had a curse on it. You don't watch yeah, that. That's not the first thing. one you watch. That's the only one I've seen. That's it. It doesn't take place in the house. It's not you have to watch Mom I, Said Don't Play Ball in the House. Yeah, there That's you go. Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. Oh, I only my know it from the movie. Yeah. 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 I know. I should make someone should make me a list of like must sees, and I'll go on Nick. So like a list There's of must see TV. There's too much. <laughs> well, how about all the must see TV? Start with all that. <laughs> you're gonna want to get the single guy. <laughs> you're gonna want to get oh, Herman's. You're gonna have to get yeah, Herman's head. Tuesdays. You're gonna have to get all of Married with Children. You're gonna have to get Cheers, Night Court. Cheers. Uh, okay, Cheers and some Night Court. I saw. Loved. I loved that. Yeah, they're good. Sam they're and older. Diane. Yep. Some good stuff. I was just. I was just, like, I, every I, show. Every dork. show mentions that. I was literally just there yesterday. I was at the Bull and Finch Pub. Cheers. Oh, you were in Boston. Oh, yeah. 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 Good chicken fingers. Really good. Yeah. Yeah. It's really hard fingers. to pull off chicken fingers. No, but no, they are really I, good. I, I, some really good ones are hard to find. Really? Yeah. I guess I oh, never yeah. really had ones that just weren't at a bar or something. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no. Well, yeah. I never go to a fine establishment and say, "Let me see your chicken finger." You can fuck up chicken fingers because they have to. Like the breading has to be good, yeah. and they have to not, not be frozen for too long, yeah. Yeah. or at all, or at mm. all. Well, my mm. mom makes really good chicken fingers, and then she gave me her recipe, so you can come over and. I'll what make you sounds fingers. just like a delightful Sunday <laughs> afternoon? I'll make you chicken fingers. <laughs> you want some chicken fingers? You were in my butt. What? No, what? See? Hey, what? Hey, what? <laughs> what? What? I just felt like I had to bring us back to fisting. Do you want somehow. me to? Yeah. Do you want me to chicken finger your butt? Yeah, I'll chicken what? finger your butt. I just, all I can think of is just a chicken just curling its. Ew! See, I don't want to visualize. Why is it no? Where food comes from? It's the Muppet chicken doing this. Yes, this is a Gonzo. Bunsen honeydew. No, it would be Beaker. I love yeah, it. would be Gonzo, I guess. He hung yeah, out with chickens. He, out with he loves chickens. chickens. Yeah. yeah, that was his whole thing. Loved. Loved Have chickens. you guys seen um, Fozzie do um, Deo? Deo. What's, is that song? Come, no, is yeah. it Come Mr. Um, Taliban? Yeah. Uh, but De- I haven't seen it. No, I haven't seen that either. It's so good. It's so, it's awesome. Is it from the old Muppet show? Yes. Then maybe I have seen it. Was Harry Belafonte on that uh-huh, as well? Then the I did see it. Time is, I think it was the first time he'd ever sang it for like a televi- like for television. Oh, you wow. mean Fozzie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it was it's so good. It really holds up. I watched it with my kid and I was like cracking up. That's awesome. So is so you're there's too much stuff to catch up on. I know. But I'm so behind. But I feel like point. there are a lot of things that because you have a child, now you have an excuse to revisit a bunch of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I know that. By the way, that's across the board. Like, I go to the park now with her, and like, she's like, "Mom, you should do the like twisty slide with me." And I'm like, "Yeah, I should." (laughs) (laughs) I have a kid, and now it's okay. Is it? Does it? Is it? uh, Were you someone who wanted to have kids before, or were were you like, I don't know if I'm ever gonna have kids? Oh my god, it's the greatest thing I've ever done. Yeah, I definitely was. I I wasn't someone who was like, "Oh, I'm gonna have a ton of kids," and I was. I just thought if it came along the way, if it happened, great. And um, but of course now I'm like, oh my god, I love it, I love it, I love it. It's the best thing ever. And I just, 
you sort of think it just it's everything is better when she's there and your whole life is means something more to you because you have this amazing person in your life that is you but not you and I don't know. I I know. Sounds like bullshit to me. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I Can't you just get like a golden retriever or something? No, no, we are kids. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you guys are gonna love it. Perpetually. You're gonna love it. You're gonna take your kid to little Tokyo. <laughs> yeah. You're gonna sing German. You're gonna like nerd out on comic books. Uh, sure. My I've friend, my friend, like uh, he uh, he adopted uh, kids, and I really think the main reason he wanted kids was so he can like start like. Taking kids out trick or treating and you know like dressing his house up real Halloweeny and stuff like that. Like it seems that's the most like excited things? when he's a dad. Or he's yeah. like it's like Halloween and he's like I like no like October first the house is all decorated and yeah. he's working on the costumes with his kids and stuff like that. It seems like the only reason he wanted. Who them. will be the first of the three of us to have kids? Ooh. I think Jonah. Nope. I he think was, Jonah. He was really uh, quick to say no. Nope, I should no kids. Say. Yeah, I don't think Jonah. No kids. I feel lady, like no. Lady doesn't want luck, me. My, I just your, say my life is a curse. Knowing the way things roll in my life. Well, no, that's the, that's his way. When great things happen to him, that's how he treats it. That is. Yeah. He's like, uh, just yeah. made more money this year. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! You've met him. <laughs> Hang in there, Jonah. We're like giving you a hard time. Like I, I say things around my kid, and I'm like, "Oh God, I just said that because I don't, I didn't like, I sort of talked to her the way I talk to you guys, minus profanity and whatnot." Sure. But um, and then you can set up a tradition in their mind, and you didn't even mean to. Like Christmas time came around, and uh, I got one of those little. It's like a little thing you get at Target, and it's got all the days on it. Yeah, and little an advent doors calendar. Open. Yeah. Yes, yeah. advent calendar. Yeah. That would be the religious term. Sure. Advent yeah. Yeah. And I was putting candies in it, and Isabel would come home every day and open one up and she turned to me and she goes, where are these candies coming from? Where are these chocolates coming from, mom? And I said, I was deer in headlights. And I go, uh, the Christmas fairy. Oh, and she, goes, she goes, what? And I go, well, oh, no. she's, and she goes, she's a fairy. And I go, uh, she's like an angel. And she goes, because I'm trying to get it back on, like, so my mom You're a master improviser, and this kid's stumping you in a scene. She totally stumps me all the time. So I'm like, yeah, uh, my butt? A, yeah. She comes out my butt at Christmas time. Yeah, but when um, you're improvising with a bunch of drunk people at iOS, they don't take everything you say literally, and then that's it is law. law. <laughs> yeah. So she said, I go, it's a Christmas um, angel. Yeah. And she goes, and she comes here every day to give me chocolates. And I was like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh. And then so then her friend comes over to play with us and she goes, The Christmas angel came today and gave me a chocolate. And now I'm like, My kid sounds like a lunatic. And, every, and she was like, The Christmas angel doesn't come to my house. And Isabel's like, Well, she comes to mine, so suck it. Oh, no. Like, oh, no. Get what a call have from I done? Her parents. Oh. Yeah. What's this Christmas angel bullshit? And what's the lore? Are we doing this now? What <laughs> yeah, is this? Yeah. Christmas angel? And what is an Arbor Day giraffe? Stop exactly. telling your Stop kid these things. You're poisoning the well. Oh, and I was like, just don't tell Nini. That's what she calls my mom about the Christmas angel. Because then my mom will be like, this is sacrilege. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, good times. Being so a your mother's from New York? <laughs> yeah. is that... That's my New York accent. Thank you. I have worked so hard on it. It sure is great to be here in little five points. Exactly. I love New York. <laughs> <laughs> You're from where? Where were you from? I was born in Lafayette, Louisiana. Oh. oh, and then we moved to Jakarta, and then but my family's from Texas and Louisiana. Nice. So Did they I, keep the accents in? 
Yeah, my parents did. You know, I didn't really have one, but my sisters are a lot older. My sisters are like in their uh, late 50s, and I was a surprise baby. So, but they speak Indonesian. Like, it's very distorted Indonesian. Like, you know, they'll be like, why do lehati to orang? Oh, God. Hola, senor. Uh-huh. Como esta usted? Me gusta to queso. Now we're just doing George W. Bush. I know. Doing Spanish. Is that, do you do a good George Bush? No, no, not at all. But it's just, I think he's the sort of classic model of like, buenos dias. Like, it's that, it's that Southern, that Southern person. Yo, me gusta. Yeah. <laughs> Always funny when you do a celebrity impersonation in another language. Like it's instant, instant it's, classic. That, that's mm. like a good laugh. I think that's a good. That's always a good laugh. And any, any uh, recognizable celebrity voice that you do, do it in another language. Probably Spanish because it's it, the words are somewhat recognizable to Americans. I think those impression things are always so hard. I used to go in and audition for like Mad TV, which I never got. Uh, been, like those, four years. I, I, I auditioned for that like four oh, or five years too. God, the worst auditions. Yeah, worst. I went once. They were like three original characters and three impressions. And so yep. then I'm like, geez, Louise. Now I'm like back there working on Barbara Walters. <laughs> like trying to do my my Barbara or like I could I couldn't do anyone. It was always like, And they just stare at you. They just stare and they don't laugh all that much. No. And you're out there with your shtick. What were you do you what, what were, were your three, three characters? My three impressions were I tried to do Barbara Walters and I was like, hello and welcome to the view, yeah. <laughs> which is not that good. It's really bad. And then um, I did Sean Connery, which they were always like, why would we ever cast you as Sean Connery? That's genius, though. But I'm not that good at it. I just like his voice. So I would yeah. be like, welcome to the rock. And I say, Some things in here don't react too well to bullets. And they'd be like, That's, we have five guys that do that way better than you. Five but no girls. But no di- so that makes you the best. Look, I'd be short female Sean Connery. Shauna Connery. Shauna Connery. Tiny Shauna Connery. Tiny Shauna Connery. That would be amazing. Welcome to the rock. I freshened yeah. up a bit. And just yeah. don't even try to do. Don't the- even try. And then I did like Britney Spears, which was just me being Southern and saying obscene things sure. like, look mm-hmm. at my vagina. Sold. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty spot on. Thank you, Angela. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> I, think that, I don't think she will we'll, uh, be in touch. Oh, God. <laughs> That's something we say. We're not going to be. Mm. Yeah, we're never going to call you. For next year. Next year. And then you, it said you, you were a PA on Conan's show? Yeah. What the shit? I know. There are so many of us on the show. So many of you that were on that show. Mindy uh, was on that show. John. um, Is there someone else? Ellie, I think. Yeah. So you know know what's going to happen is is like a bunch of young comedy actors are going to be like, like superstitiously, like I have to, I have to be a PA on the Conan show. Yeah. That's the way to get on. If you can't get into the Harvard Lampoon, become a PA (laughs) on the Conan show. I had to, I I was going to be a PA on uh, the late show and then I had to not go because I couldn't afford it. (laughs) Oh, yeah, because you don't make any money. No, yeah. I could not. Um, we couldn't afford to put me in New York. I was like, right, yeah, fine. I, I sold my car, <laughs> and I live. I had that amount of money to live on in New York. Oh, yeah. so you were dedicated. Yeah, uh, I didn't have a to, to doing it. <laughs> 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 you sold your car, jeez. Um, no, I really wanted to. Do I don't care how much SeaWorld is paying you. Send me money. <laughs> <laughs> Get those fucking dolphins to do five shows a day if you have to. <laughs> I will survive on dolphin money. Oh, God. <laughs> so awesome. Yeah, so I went and I interned and um, I, you know, 
at that time they had these general interns and you just were getting everyone coffee but what you wanted to do is become someone's specific intern and um, only two interns were in the studio and that's where I wanted to be and one was the writer's intern because he was always like running script changes or joke changes down to Conan and and then there was the um, music intern and so the writer's intern was already filled so they I said you know I want to be the music intern and um, they said, you know, well, what's your music background? I was like, oh, it's extensive. <laughs> um, and they didn't ask me any more than that. They didn't know I'd lived in Indonesia and been in this, like, vacuum of information and didn't know anything. Um, and they were like, all right, great. So I started, I became Max Weinberg's intern. And I was, oh, my God, like, I had to put The his, amount of cocaine he did. Oh, uh, <laughs> but I had to put, like, he was so particular, like, his drumsticks, and by his, like, drums, he had a little pouch thing and like two go pointy up and two go pointy down and you, the two on the left go up and the two on the right go down like all these like in a towel that went this certain way and wow. the week I started Debbie Wonder started oh, you guys know Debbie my yeah. friend yeah, De- yeah Debbie works for us and books a lot of uh, yeah. a lot of stuff people on for the Nerdist Network so I have this great picture of Debbie and I like in our 20s and um, it's uh, that's our first week was both together and sh- it was like oh man how are we gonna do this yeah, that's awesome you know and so we uh we just sort of like learned that whole scene together. And Debbie, I was like sort of shy and like I didn't know anyone. And I was just sort of, I didn't have a lot of money either. So I would just sort of stay home a lot. And she was like, you're going out with me, Angela. I'm taking you out. We're going to do a total punk rock night. And I'm like, do I look like punk rock? <laughs> she took me to like Hoboken and we heard this band. And as we got there, she made me wear earplugs. And she was like, you're going to need these. And then she was like, uh, this guy is awesome. By day, he's a butcher. And at night, he, he sings. And it was just like, rah, 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 rah. He's also called the butcher at night. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh, And then I remember one time I was in a cab with her. And she was like making out with this guy in the back seat. I was sitting next to them. <laughs> it was like, I was like, Debbie, I think I'm going to stay in next weekend. <laughs> Thanks. Debbie just got way He's cooler. a butcher. Yeah. He's a butcher by day. Yeah. She just like, loves butchers. She's like, punk rock love man he was like this guy she was dating was an exterminator (laughs) (laughs) was it a dalek no come on you don't have to beat doctor who about everything okay okay okay. i'm sorry but uh that was uh my time at conan but i loved it it was such a cool time do you find did you find that uh on the office or any shows that you work on that you're extra nice to pas because of what you because because it was your job I'm definitely, yeah, I think I'm really aware. I try to be, you know, like I had to get everyone's food, and like all the bands, I was in charge of getting them drinks and stuff. And there are a few people that, you know, I run back and, and at parties I see now. And I remember one dude slamming the door in my face. All I did was, all I had to say was knock on the door and say, hi, you know, my name's Angela. If there's anything you need while you're here, I can slam. Oh. <laughs> and I was just like, all right, cool. Well, I'll... <laughs> Suck it. You don't get water, man. No. Wow. But uh, so you definitely like everybody, you know, is just trying to do their best and trying to learn. And, you know, occasionally there's a bunch of idiots that <laughs> filter through the system. Sure. But you just yeah, I do try to be more conscious of all that. I've discovered I think I've discovered kind of what a key element in like the people who become dickheads. Yeah. Um, because I definitely. Sometimes you do, and maybe you don't feel this way, but but I think sometimes the longer you work, the more you feel it pull at you a little bit, mm-hmm. where you just are kind of get a little impatient about yeah. dumb things. Yeah. And I think I think a lot of it has to do with when you think about what it is that we do, 
we spend most of our lives not in control of what we're doing. We're completely at the mercy of other people for usually dumb reasons like, oh, you can't have this job because of this or go over there. Like they treat you like cattle. And so you, you suppress a lot of this kind of control based rage. And so when you start getting into positions where you have control, I think some of that starts to come out where you're like, no, I have control now and this is how it's going to be done. You know, Mm. because for so long, you just, you're just a fucking, you're a piece of kelp. Or you could just not be a dick. Yeah, no, Jonah, I understand that. <laughs> I feel like Jonah has like the three word sentence of wisdom every once in a while. <laughs> um, it's because I don't know that many words. Oh, <laughs> I'm just I saying. The ones I know really well. I'm saying I, I think I think I understand. And then, but I think, a, you know, a person, a person with a, you know, a good heart would go, oh, that's dumb. You shouldn't be that way. And then they would. But some other people, yeah. because the business so much uh, reinforces that behavior and lets people just kind of behave however they want, then they just get I worse. I always feel bad when the PAs are like having to do stuff for me. And I like when I hosted Attack for the week, I, they asked me my lunch order. And I was like, don't worry about it. And I would just yeah. get my own lunch. You know, it, it, at a certain point, though, <laughs> at a certain point, though, you have to so like if you don't, then you're not going to eat. And that is That's their job. Fine. So That's you, fine. I do. I know what you mean, though. I remember when I was um, the like the first early seasons of The Office. um you know, we were just, we just had six episodes and we were like Kate Flannery and I shared um, a, a, a little tiny trailer like together. And um, you, every, it really felt like a team effort. Like we're all, we, we hope with this gets on the air and we're all working together. And, and one of the PAs was going to get something for me to eat. And I was like, no, I'll get it. So then I wandered off to try to find the craft service. And then I, you know, they were looking for me. And then they were like, where were you? And I was like, I was going to get food. And then they turned to him and they were like, we told you to get Oh, no. And I was like, oh, no, no. I just thought I would do it myself, you know. So You I, don't have to stick up for him. We know. Yeah. Uh, no, 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 no. You're fired. Yeah. But, but, you know. Forever. Yeah. So I, in that moment, I was like, oh, there, there are reasons why they have all this so we run smoothly. Yeah. Like, you know, they don't right. want me stepping out of the hair and makeup chair right. to go find what the snack of the day is. And when your chicken sandwich comes back and it's not on the bread you asked for and it has mayonnaise, you have to make a public display Shame. as an example. Shame. This is coming for a real place. You're What's just happening? doing them a favor. <laughs> this is for you. Someday <laughs> I'll thank you yeah. for the lessons he learned. Bah. <laughs> yeah, totally. I do that. I make noise. Everyone noise. in the office seems pretty cool, though. They are. Yeah, we and we all like hang out outside of work, and it's um we've become sort of this dysfunctional family on our own. Because I think you know you end up spending more time with people that you work with than you do at home. Everyone, everyone part. hangs out, and then over in the corner, BJ Novak stares at everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Lurky BJ in the corner. <laughs> He's got these big eyes. <laughs> By the way, I got a I got a Lurky BJ from this girl the other day. It you was did so, a Lurky BJ. <laughs> It took me a minute. Sorry. I, I couldn't help it. I know, I know, I know I went base with that, but I couldn't. I know. Well, Joe and I, I think we're just not going to say it, and then you did. But <laughs> <laughs> no. I love I love BJ Novak. I, I've known him since for since he came to LA. Mm-hmm. And I always like half the time I'm like, is, does he hate my guts? I know. He is sort of aloof, you know. You can't yeah. tell. You I can't know. tell. I just 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 how yeah. this is how he is. Yeah. But a totally sweet guy, like half the time really and the other half like 
What did I? I don't know. Did I do something? It's very odd. I I mean, I've known him long enough now that, you know, I can call him out on stuff. Yeah. But I really like him a lot. But so many times I've been talking to him and I'm mid sentence and he walks away. <laughs> 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 <I'm> like, yeah. <laughs> Did a really like, hot girl walk in the room? <laughs> no. No. I just, and then I would say, I've even said to him, like, BJ, did, did you lose interest in what I was talking about? And he was like, yeah, I think I did. I just thought that, you know, this was some a girl conversation. Yeah. And I had sort of checked in with it and responded as much as I could. I'm going to go work on my contract that makes that ancillary character on all the advertising. That's, he's, he's, an, he's, a, he's a robot. That's what an android would do. Yeah. And Andrew would be like, I understood the basic foundation of this conversation mm-hmm. and needed to I move on to. I as much as I seemed <laughs> fair, and I then said, retreat. <laughs> but yeah. So. We had an excellent time. Good day. Yeah. <laughs> but, and the difference is, like, you can be having a conversation like that with Rain, and Rain will stay in it, but he'll be like, you guys talk about nothing. You and Jenna will talk about Lent for 30 minutes. I have Lent. Lent, 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 Lent. And then he's like, okay, thanks for being. <laughs> he likes to tease me, like, whenever I tell stories about Texas, Rain will just, like, sort of erupt into the song he's made up called Cousin Fucker. Oh, boy. And he's like, I'm a cousin fucker. Fuck my cousin fucker. Fuck, fuck. <laughs> he's like, all right, Rain, we get it. You think my family's a bunch of hillbillies. Save it for the cameras. Yeah. Uh, save it for the cameras. Save it for the good stuff. <laughs> how's it been? Uh, how's it been since Steve left? That it was so hard when Steve left because he's such an awesome guy. Like he is who on Mondays I would always like we talk about our weekends and, but not only that, like he sort of was like my I felt like my mentor. Like the first time I was going to do a late night talk show, I was so nervous, and I went up to him and I was like, I'm I'm doing Letterman like tomorrow because I felt like like. I was, I probably replaced a last minute cancel. I don't know how it went down, but it was very all of a sudden, like it's on a Thursday. Can you be in New York tomorrow and do Letterman tomorrow? And um, Steve was like, just, and just no different than improv. Just be in the moment. Don't try to like be anything, but you know, don't try to create this moment. Just be in the moment. And if something happens, address it. And, and um, I was like, okay. But he was always sort of, I felt like talking me through those kind of things. And, I was so sad, but I also felt like it was the right move for him. I think he felt like his character had sort of achieved all of it it was going to achieve. Mm-hmm. And um, and then there was this bittersweet goodbye, but also this sort of surge of excitement because a new beginning, I think, is always exciting. So I'm like, all right, so what what is going to happen now? What When Michael Scott leaves, how will that happen? And what will, how will it affect the characters? And then they brought James Spader in, which could not, like his energy could not be more different than Steve's energy. But it is delicious. I have to tell you. <laughs> like he is just like, like he would walk on and I would literally be like. <laughs> 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 because he's just so fun to watch and observe. And his stories are just. I bet. Freaking crazy. He was life. the classic, like his, his, his roles in the 80s is like the classic pretentious teenage douchebag yeah. guy. Yeah. Oh, what are you doing? What do you think we're gonna do that? This is just like that sort of. Mm-hmm. He he was so fucking amazing. And you guys had Catherine Tate too. Oh, and he, she's still there. And I have like a total like female crush on her. It is so all about funny. Doctor Who, as you should. Yeah. Well, she, I mean Catherine Tate. She's so funny. Master comedian. So funny, and she'll you know sometimes I'll I'll read some of her dialogue, and I'm like I know if I read that it would fall so flat, and then hmm. she says it, and you're just like ah, <laughs> she's just like. 
And she throws so much away, too. Like, it, she doesn't try to make some meal out of this moment. She just will say it and throw it away. So I'm sort of, like, trying to learn that a little bit from her. Like, I have my old sketch comedy days sometimes come in. I'm like, I got a line. I'm going to take this line and I'm going to do it. <laughs> but, and- but when you think about, the, you know, the difference between television and live performance, mm-hmm. you a live show, you kind of have to blow stuff up a bit. But on television, it's a very intimate medium, yes. so you can mm-hmm. throw that stuff away, and it gets you, it, yeah. you ca- it catches. The when our pilot episode, I had one line, and I said, "Well, they were going to fire someone," and I go up to Kevin and I say, "Well, if someone's going to get fired, it'll probably be me. It should be me." Like my character was having this very pious moment, like I'll take one for the team, you know. So it should be me. So Ken Quapis was directing it, and I said my line, and he goes. Mm, right I'm, I'm like half of that energy half of that Ange. and I was like okay so I go if someone's gotta go it it should probably be me it should be me and he goes yeah a little less <laughs> and I was like by the time I, I can't really remember what I started at I didn't think I started that big <laughs> but by the time I said the line I was like if someone's gotta go it should probably be me it should be me and, uh, and he was like there and I was like did I ever get it <laughs> and, and, Ke- and Brian and I walked away that day and he was like and he was like I think we just got fired are we fired because <laughs> like, he kind of had a similar note given to him so yeah wow is that sort of the did you did you have to sort of back into that and fight some of those those kind of live show urges? Yeah, I did. I had only I had been performing at that point. I was doing like three shows a week at iOS, and um, I did have to like sort of learn how I come across on camera and how the slightest thing camera catches everything. And now, like I've gone in for auditions, and people have told me like, you know, you can you can have a little more fun with this, which is their polite way of saying, like, <laughs> you're sort of talking <laughs> more. like you're in a coma. <laughs> <laughs> more. But my character, as she is on the show, is so understated anyway. So I think it's it's not like my characters, like Dwight or some of the bigger, broader characters. My character would rarely comment on something, and when she does, it's sort of very appropriate, mm-hmm. you know? So I'm, I am, I'm, like, now going the reverse when I audition for new things. Does, uh, does Isabel understand what you do? Does she see it on television? And- no, she's been coming to the set since she was eight weeks old. And so she knows everybody. And, like, she'll, like, um, oh, uh, Oscar was on TV the other day. And she was like, Mama, there's Aka, Aka, and <laughs> Jenna. And, you know, so, but she doesn't understand what it is other than, she knows that we now she understands we're in the television. She probably thinks that everyone's television. mom is in the television. Yeah. Oh, my God. We went, so our neighbors invited us to Disneyland. And I'd actually never been. I was really excited. <gasps> I know. I'd never been. And it's so, better than the Christmas angel. Oh, I know, right? <laughs> so we go, and Isabel's really into um, Tinkerbell right now. Sure. So she, we stood in this line for like 45 minutes just to meet Tinkerbell in Pixie Hollow. And we get up there. And Isabel, you can tell she's like, wait, she's here, but I've seen her in the TV. Oh, my mom does that. My mom is here, but I've seen her in the TV. So Isabel goes to Tinkerbell. So do you act? (laughs) And the the, the actress, you know, in her very, she's so pretty, you know, this little gal. And she goes, what, uh, do I act? And she goes, yeah, do you act like on the TV? Like my mom, do you act? Because you're here, but you're on the TV. And she goes, 
but I'm in Pixie Hollow. <laughs> <laughs> and then you and then you had to teach her how to yes and. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> That's was a denial. So, she was like so throned. And um, I was just like, yeah, Isabel, let's go, let's go. And like, like wanting to question. She goes, I have a few more questions for her, Mom. This interview is over. Yeah, but she does definitely have that. She's starting to, it's weird that you're here, but you're also there hmm. kind of thing. Well, um, we're at about an hour. Oh, wow. Can you believe that? Oh, flies. my God. No. It I just was really, fucking I, oh. flies by. Jeez Louise. I feel like a fun way to end this podcast would be okay. to do a BJ Novak ending. Okay. And so you can be on either side of this. Either you can be talking and we'll leave or we'll, I will talk and then you can see what it's like to just leave. Okay, great. I think I should talk. We're going to do a true classic BJ moment. Okay. I should talk and I'm going to talk about something really ridiculous like what I bought at Target today. And you guys should walk away. Okay. Okay. Ready? That's my favorite subject. You know, at Target right now, they have all the Halloween stuff. And um, if you go over to the dollar bins at Target, Mm -hmm. you can get these little pumpkins. I thought they'd be really cute to use as decorations. And um, not to trick or treat with, but, you know, to like, I could put like a little arrangement, like potpourri or something. Guys? Guys? Hello? There's no one here. I'm going to (laughs) leave. Oh, sorry, I just left. Why did you leave? You didn't like my story? No. No? You were done? You contributed all you could? I was done. I, I couldn't give anything else. That was awesome. <laughs> Jonah actually walked out. He went all the way. <laughs> He's so tall, that guy. Now leaving Nerdist.com. Enjoy your burrito. Nancy's love story could have been ripped right out of the pages of one of her own novels. She was a romance mystery writer who happens to be married to a chef. But this story didn't end with a happily ever after. When I stepped into the kitchen, I could see that Chef Brophy was on the ground and I heard somebody say, call 911. As writers, we'd written our share of murder mysteries. So when suspicion turned to Dan's wife, Nancy, we weren't that surprised. The first person they look at would be the spouse. We understand that's usually the way they do it. But we began to wonder, had Nancy gotten so wrapped up in her own novels... There are murders in all of the books. ...that she was playing them out in real life? You can listen to Happily Never After, Dan and Nancy, early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts.